Do you ever try to make a deal with God? Like, do you ever agree or say you'll be obedient, but you're also sure that you know what's best for you or for your family or for your future? Well, today I'm sharing what I've gone through for the past couple years, believing it was temporary and how I finally shifted my thinking and understanding in my own impatient know-it-all mind to open up to God's plan. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl-next-door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, here comes another just honest chat. Now, you may totally feel me on this one, or you may not get it at all, but my hope is that you can relate to this conversation I've had, um, mostly with myself, for the last, well, couple years probably. The conversation usually starts something like this. God, seriously? This is not where I want to be. This can't be where you're calling me. Like, for real, when's the next chapter coming? When can I leave this place? (laughs) Now, those are statements I've made both in my mind and out loud, especially in the last couple years. Well, let me give you a little bit of backstory to fill you in. For some reason, even as a young child, I always desired to live in the United States. And although I'm Canadian, born and raised, Arizona has always felt more like home to me than any other place I've lived. When I was in fifth grade, my family went to Arizona to spend Christmas with my grandparents, the classic Canadian snowbirds. (laughs) And after that one year, it became an annual trip. Christmas wasn't about snowmen and sledding and presents under the tree anymore in Canada. It was about hours on floors in an airport, swimming outdoors on Christmas Day, and adventuring to the biggest sporting goods stores I had ever seen in my entire life. Arizona was a second home to our family. So much so that my parents sacrificed a lot so that my brother and I could attend high school there to play sports at an elite level. I could go on and on about that piece of my life, about the love and gratitude I have for my parents and the sacrifices they made, which I never fully understood until I myself became an adult and realized what bills and mortgages and gas and phones really cost. (laughs) Well, after college, I actually lived throughout the U.S. working for the National Basketball Association and then earning a second degree in all things Bible from Arizona Christian University. And then I went on working for a church full time like Arizona was home. In March of 2019, I decided literally overnight to return to Canada and be with my parents. You may have heard this part of my story before about how I knew it was God. I knew I had to go and I dropped everything and returned to Canada immediately to be with my mom and dad. Well, the part of that story that I haven't shared, the part that you may really relate to is this. Although I knew it was God and I was immediately obedient, there may have been a little asterisk with my obedience. Like there may have been some fine print in the agreement in my mind. Some fine print that said something like this. God, yes, I'm going, and I'm excited to go, and I'm trusting you. But this is temporary, right? To be honest, I truly was excited to be home. I truly 
was joyful about the decision and the obedience and the peace that came with it. I was grateful for every single moment with my mom and dad and helping and loving in every way I could. But I would eventually go back to Arizona, right? Like I seriously left my apartment as is. I left my car. I left my relationship. I left my friends. I left it all as if knowing I would go back. Now, I've always known God had a plan for me. Like I've always known I would be leading and teaching and coaching and mentoring and helping others. Whether it was coaching a basketball team or mentoring college students and heading toward careers in professional sports or serving at church with women's ministries and youth ministries or helping people as a personal trainer, I've always known God gifted me with leadership, with compassion, with a voice. And I knew God's plan would surely have me at home in Arizona, right? Maybe you're feeling this way on your job right now, at this very moment. Maybe you knew it was the place for you for the time being. But in your mind, in your heart, you truly believed it was temporary. Like, okay, God, so when? When can I get out of here? When is the promotion? When is the move? Maybe you moved to a new city, a new school, a new job. Maybe you even agreed to the decision as a loving spouse or a loving child. Maybe you nodded your head and said, yep, I'll take one for the team this time. But this whole time in your mind, you were sure it would be temporary. Like you were sure a time would come when you got to go back to your life. Like there would for sure be a time when you got to go and do you. Or there would come a time when you got to go do something for you. I cannot be alone in these thoughts. I I know I'm not the only one. Like you have a desire to follow God's plan for your life. You're even willing to take the steps yet still holding on to what you think is best or where you think is best. Still hoping and trusting and believing that surely this is temporary, God. Do you know how long I've wanted to start a podcast? It was actually a couple years. Like I even had the name, his word, my walk and everything all set and ready to go almost two years ago. I was excited about it and I knew it would be such a great way to reach more people sharing the truth of God's word and how to walk out that truth in everyday life. But in my mind, for some crazy reason, I told myself I would start it when I got back to the States. There was something missing for me in Canada. And maybe it was because that's where my friends were, or I believed that's where my main audience was, or I just thought so many more doors would open for me in the U.S. Well, here I am now with a podcast, with a business of my own, helping busy Christian women find the time and the discipline and the confidence to spend time with God in His Word, finding the time to grow their relationship with Him, to walk out His truth in every decision of their lives. So what shifted? I'll be quite honest, as much as I want to say it was like a light switch and then everything just fit together, that wasn't the case. I started with one thing. In January of 2021, I agreed. (laughs) I agreed. Like, okay, Kayla, who do you think you are? I agreed with God. No, in January of 2021, I decided. There we go. I decided to say yes to God about starting an online Christian book club for women. It was one thing. One step. I had no idea what would happen. I had no idea that now, almost a year later, we would be finishing up our fifth book. More than 40 women have made their way to this book club throughout the year, and the relationships, the sisterhood, the individual growth, and the glory God has gotten from these women in our weekly time together, 
I had no idea. How many times have you tried to make a deal with God? Like how many times have you been absolutely sure that you know what's best, that you know where you should move to, what career would work best, how temporary or how permanent things should be in your life? Tell the truth now. Well, let me share with you this one scripture. It quite literally slapped me in the face one day in 2017, and I've held onto it and laughed at myself thinking about it over and over every time since. Yet no matter how many times I say it or memorize it or bring it up, I still mess up. Well, it's Proverbs 19.3, and in the New Living Translation of the Bible, it says this, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. That right there. (laughs) People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Now that I hit you with that, let me get back to how this past year has gone. How I finally started to say yes to God and eliminate, well, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I actually didn't completely eliminate that little asterisk in the deal, but it got smaller and smaller and smaller. I was reading through the book of Acts in the Bible in like March of this year, and this time through it became so much more real to me. Like Paul's life and his journey and every detail was exactly what I needed to hear every day. Paul became this person I looked up to. He became this man I related to. And every day I would come back to God's word to see what was next for him. I mean, this man went through it. Paul was a man who started off on his own plan, but the Lord obviously had a purpose for him. He has an incredible story of salvation and then preaching the gospel. Like Paul's actually the author of 13 books of the New Testament of the Bible that we read today. And in the book of Acts, we get to understand Paul's journey of preaching about Jesus everywhere he went. Well, Paul was arrested in Jerusalem, wrongfully accused, and then appeared before the high council, which didn't really help one bit. And it was that night the Lord actually spoke to Paul and told him he would preach the good news, the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ in Rome as well. So I'm thinking as though I'm Paul in that moment, wrongfully accused, in prison, appealing the case, things aren't looking good at all, and the Lord says he's going to preach in Rome. Then there's this huge plot to kill Paul. The high priests and governors keep kind of tossing him back and forth as to who's going to try the case. The people come in and make all these accusations they can't prove, but because the governor at the time wanted to please the people, he called Paul guilty back in prison. There's so much more detail to the story, but here's where I want to go with it. A while later, Paul and several other prisoners were put on a ship headed for Rome. Okay, Rome. Like, that's where God said he would go, and he's finally headed there. Sure, he's still a prisoner, but he's truly headed to where God said he would go. So I started to get a little excited. And then what? Shipwreck. Like, extreme shipwreck. So bad that the sailors planned on dropping the lifeboats to escape and leaving all the prisoners there to drown. But Paul spoke up and the officers listened to him to keep everyone on board. They landed on this island and then Paul gets bit by a poisonous snake but survives. I'm seriously telling you, he went through it. Well, it turns out that the chief official of the island welcomed them all to stay there with him for three days. And while he was there, the chief official's father was really ill. So Paul went in and prayed for him and laid hands on him and he was healed. The Bible then says that all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Three months after that shipwreck, they finally set sail for Rome again. They arrived there. Paul arrives in Rome, but he's still a prisoner. 
So there you have a really quick synopsis of about four chapters of the Bible describing this part of Paul's life. But what stood out to me, what encouraged me was this. When Paul got on that boat and was finally headed for Rome, I felt for him. Like I related to him. It's like finally he was headed to where God had told him he would be. And then a shipwreck. Like one thing after another preventing him from getting to Rome. But here's what got me. Even when Paul was shipwrecked, like even when he was still a prisoner, he prayed for the chief official's father and he was healed. Then he prayed for all others who came and they were healed. Like check this out. Paul wasn't where God said he would be, but he was still who God said he would be. And that right there changed everything for me. That one story one day, that one truth about Paul's life, that one lesson, Paul's physical location had nothing to do with him still living out the calling God had on his life. So why was I letting my physical location be a downer, be a reason, be an excuse? It was soon after that that I created the Build Your Bible Time course. A couple months later, I actually enrolled in a course myself to get this podcast up and running and... It was along the way that I began to pour out and mentor Christian women. Because I had to realize who God created me to be, the assignments he strategically sends my way, they aren't determined by a future location. They're uniquely handcrafted for exactly where I am right now. So I'm asking you, will you say yes to him? Like, will you say yes to the assignment God has for you to complete, like, right where you are? Have you been holding out on God? Have you been holding your gifts, your talents, your love, your generosity, your wisdom, your finances? Have you been holding them all hostage because you want to be in a different location or a different season? Okay, that sentence right there just gave me chills. That was totally me. All the gifts and talents that God gave me, all the blessings that God gave me, all of a sudden, I was trying to hold them hostage, trying to make a deal with God, trying to convince him to pay the ransom of me moving back to the States, and then I would use what he gave me. Wow, that's crazy. Have you been holding out, waiting on God to turn the page, to open the next door, to provide the next chapter, to, as crazy as it sounds, take you back to where you were? Now's your time to really think about this. And my prayer is that Paul's journey and Paul's character in those months on that island while shipwrecked on his way to get to where God said he would be, that those will be an encouragement and even a push for you. God may have an assignment for you to get out of debt, to get your finances in order, and you think that means he's going to give you a new job or a new promotion. But what if that actually means he wants you to learn to budget and pay attention to what you have right now? to be disciplined where you are right now, to build that foundation right now so that when you get to the next destination, your foundation is already set. You've been praying for a husband. Girl, I am with you. And you have all this love to give, all this support to give. You've been preparing yourself for this for years. But what if God has a community program, a women's transitional home, a youth ministry that you're assigned to give and pour all that love to right now because he knows how many people you could impact right now, right where you are in this season. And let me put this out there. God doesn't run out, like, of anything. So if you've been stockpiling all this love for a spouse and you end up pouring it out to those in need where God assigns you to pour right now, oh, he will more than fill you right back up, like overflow. Look, 
It's a hard pill to swallow. Why? Because we think we know what's best. And even when we say we trust God's plan, we think we know when is best. And even when we say we trust God's timing, well, we're still human and we still get impatient and we still have feelings and we still are living in this world with people and issues and emotions and we just have to keep doing our best because this world is a trip. Do I have it all figured out? Absolutely not. Do I still want to move back to the States, back to Arizona? Absolutely I do. Canadian winters are no joke. But I've also made up in my mind not only to say yes to God here, but to stop hating it here. And I know that's a strong word, but I have to speak that way to myself sometimes. I've had to make up in my mind to see the positives, to be thankful every day, to enjoy the moments and laugh and have fun, and most of all, still be who he created me to be right here, right now. Ah, geez, here's another honest moment. I'll share this one too, since I'm being vulnerable anyway, and it goes along with this, but I thought I was maturing in this area of my life. Like, I thought I was maturing as a child of God and really trusting his plan. So in my growth and maturity, I shifted my words. Instead of saying, I'll do that when I get back to Arizona, I started saying, I actually don't mind it here, for now. I'm saying yes to God and enjoying what he has for me right here in this city, for now. Okay, okay, I see it. That's me still trying to pull the strings. That's still me trying to control the plans. God, I trust you. I do. I really do. I trust your timing. I really, really do. You want to know the funny thing? I always wanted to have my own business, my own ministry, and I believed God was guiding me in that direction. I've had this desire to be able to run a business from anywhere, not be locked down to a nine to five in one location, but be able to jump on a plane, spend a couple months here and there, sit in a coffee shop and work. And if a midday hike is in the forecast, have the freedom to do that. Like that desire was already there and God had it all planned out. But I had this block in my mind that I couldn't say yes. Ah, let me rephrase. (laughs) The truth is I had this block in my mind that I wouldn't say yes until I was in the location I wanted to be. Like, how ridiculous is that? Here he was providing exactly what I had desired, the ability to work from anywhere, and now I was the one putting a location stipulation on the plan? Don't make that same mistake. Yes, keep dreaming. Yes, keep pressing on. Yes, look to the future with hope and excitement and trust and determination and joy. But don't forget that where you are right now is also part of God's plan. So continue to be who he created you to be, no matter where he has you right now. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Fit. If you enjoy these episodes, could you do me a favor? Please rate this show and leave a written review. I really appreciate you. I'll see you next time.